We've got a couple of ways that we use LinkedIn. So we use it to get direct clients. We use it to invite people to events and webinars that we run. We get speaking gigs from LinkedIn. Uh, we also find joint venture partners to promote us. We get on podcasts. Welcome to Business Strategy, where we are documenting the best strategies and valuable lessons learned to build more profitable and iconic companies. Please share and enjoy. When I talk to business owners and entrepreneurs, I get this mixed message of how effective LinkedIn is. And I know you have a lot of experience, Matt, with LinkedIn. Maybe we could kick yeah. that off. Like from a prospecting standpoint, how effective do you think LinkedIn actually is? Because I don't know about you, I get messages all the time uh, where people okay. are DMing me and they're, you know, they're they're sending me all this stuff, but oftentimes I just ignore it, delete it, and you know, it doesn't get to me. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, listen, I totally agree with you as well on that. And, you know, that's the common thing. And, you know, when we've been doing this for a long time now, and we kind of saw like right in the beginning when we started in, I don't know, seven, eight years ago, there was this huge spike where it was like the easiest thing in the world to get leads and clients from LinkedIn. And then kind of everyone jumped on the bandwagon. And then it became like this dark hole where, you know, your message just goes to die. What we figured out is that LinkedIn is an amazing platform to generate leads. Now, the key to make it work is, in one word, relevancy, right? You've got to be relevant to your ideal clients. And what most people do that doesn't work and what's kind of been taught a lot in, in the marketplace is, well, you know, we've got all these uh, um, automation tools, just plug it in, use the messages, just spam it out, let it do the hard work for you. And I'm like, yeah, to a degree. But then what lands up happening is you land up just throwing spaghetti against the wall and everyone's getting the same message. And, you know, one thing I can tell you today is that it's more about personalization and actually caring about yeah. the other person, you know, so you actually want to be focused on building relationships instead of how many leads can I generate today or how many messages can I send out? Like the question that we ask is how many relationships can we build today? And yeah. when you start thinking about it differently, then your message changes. Now, there's a whole bunch of stuff on the front end that you do to set your profile up in the right way so that you're branded, so that you're relevant. But really, the entire process, even if you don't have a great LinkedIn profile, is about building relationships. Yeah, I love that. And let's talk about the ideal customer profile, because I talk about this as it relates to business strategy, like identifying the ideal customer, the dream customer, whatever you want to call it. I, I call it the, the ideal customer profile, ICP. Perfect. With the ideal customer profile... I think it's important to have one for businesses, especially when they're starting out. Now, when you grow and you, you get, figure out the formula, sure, you could add others on. But I think too many people in the beginning, they're trying to grow their business. They're saying, look, I got this tech and it relates to CFOs and CEOs, but marketing managers you could also use, use it. it. And then, I mean, the chief legal officer can use it. And like my brother could use it and the interns yep. can use it and students. And then- they're just trying to prospect and they're all over the place. And going back to your point, Matt, what I like is like the personalization, their messages are so generic that yeah. it's so spammy. It's so, it's like such a waste of time. What are your thoughts on that? So a couple of things, um, you know, I think one of the key distinction points for us and, and the way that we work with our clients specifically is that if you're going on LinkedIn, you need to have a high lifetime value. Okay, for your client. So you need to know that, you know, it's at least $5,000. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of effort to get those clients across the line. Now, there's a couple of ways to do this. You can go individual clients for at least $5,000, right? This can go up to hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars per deal, right? 
Or if you sell low ticket items, then you're not going to go and try and sell, you know, $27 courses uh, to individual people on LinkedIn. You rather want to look for partners that have got your ideal clients as part of their network that can promote you so you can do it at scale. Okay. So just putting that into perspective, then now I'm going to come back to the ideal client. So we work with what we call the power of one, solve one big problem for one ideal client. Now, when we talk about this and I, and I ask people, you know, what problems do they solve? And we work with a lot of leadership coaches and, you know, a lot of B2B uh, entrepreneurs and coaches as well. And they'll talk about exactly like you said, my software or my training or my methodology. The thing that they're missing out on every single time is this one little thing, which is what is the outcome that your ideal client is going to get? So we shift all of our marketing from product or service-based marketing to outcome-based marketing. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking at, and I'll give you a couple of examples of this so we can make it really clear. If, and I'll use a leadership, uh, a leadership consultant as, as an example. Yep. Right now, a lot of the times what those guys do is that they'll work with the management team. All right. So they'll work with the, you know, anyway, up, up until the CEO. So they'll work with the management team and they'll actually go out and try and sell to management team or they'll try and sell to HR because HR is the one that makes the decisions on these things. So we like to flip that around and say, okay, what is the problem that we're solving? We want the people to be performing better. We want them to be working together. We want a better work environment. We want them to be making money. We want them to be driving business growth. Now, if we think about that, who is in charge in the organization of driving business growth? Mm -hmm. It's the CEO, right? So what we do is we've got to target the CEO and figure out how do we create a message that's going to solve the biggest problem that he's facing right now as it relates to your services, but then tie it to an outcome that he can experience within a specific time frame, right? Because we've got to make it so easy. People need to be able to know how to work with you and what you do before they even talk to you. And that comes out in the headline. We call that the pickup line, right? That's just like the first get the conversation started. So if that's not clear and people have to guess, you're just dead in the water right from the beginning. So for example, I mean, you can reach out to a CEO and in the headline, are you saying, it's like, get your team aligned, drive better performance in three months. I mean, I'm just making that up. That's a crude example, yeah. but is that yeah. kind of what you're referring to? You're saying, hey, yeah, this, is, absolutely. this is the outcome. Here's the time frame, And this is what you can expect. Yep, absolutely. I mean, as an example, one of our other clients I helped him with this yesterday, so it's fresh in my mind, is that he helps his customers to clearly identify their ideal clients and increase their profits by 15% in the next 90 days. Got it. So something like that. And and it's quantified. And I like that. Because oftentimes what I see, Matt, is people will reach out to me on LinkedIn. They'll message me. It's like, hey, I'm James. I hope you're having a great day in Denver. You know, and it's me, 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 me. And I, I call that the me car where you're like, me, me, me. And it sounds like a car, right? But it's all like, oh, yes. I did this. We did this. Oh, by the way, we just got, you know, the, the Fortune 500 this. And, you know, we just got the best place to work award and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, delete, right? So I, I like how yeah, you said, right. like, get to the point. What's the outcome? What's the time frame? What problem are you solving? Like yeah. all that, like right up front. Is that, is, am I repeating that back to you correctly? A hundred percent. And I mean, let's think about it like this, right? So, you know, people kind of bundle LinkedIn as social media, right? It's not social media. It is a networking platform. So if you think about when you go into, you've been to a live networking event before, right? Sure. 
Okay. So whenever we go to these live networking events, we've all experienced this or done it ourselves, right? You get different kinds of people. You get the person that goes out there with the stack of business cards and hands them out to everybody, doesn't care who they are or what they are. And then you walk out and you see your business, all the business cards sitting in the bin. Okay. That's one person. They're living on hopium, hoping that the thing is going to be working properly. Yeah. The next person you get there is the guy that sits there in the corner who's quiet, who kind of observes everything, doesn't really go and interact, and they're too scared to actually put themselves out there. And what happens? Nothing. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other person that you get is the person that is very selective about the kind of interactions that they have. They'll, they might get up on stage or speak in the front, or they might go and do some, uh, some homework before and specifically choose who they're there to network with. Those are the guys slash girls that get the most impact, that get the most out of networking events. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing and the mindset that needs to be different when going into LinkedIn is go in and prepare, go and do the research. Who do you want to reach out to? Get to know your clients on a deep level and then actually go and find some common interests and some commonalities. A lot of the time what we start with, especially when we're building people's profiles, if they're like, ah, I'm not too sure what I should focus on, is we run what we call ask interviews. So we'll get them to actually get on a call with their ideal clients, with someone who's a potential ideal client, a good fit. And instead of trying to sell them anything, it's a get to know you and give them something of value in return. And very often what, they, what I want them to find out is what are their big pain points? What are their fears keeping them up at night? What are their goals and their desires, right? This is market research. This allows us then to take their words that they're using and bake that into our marketing. So we're not sounding like a broken record. Like I want people, what, I think one of the biggest compliments that I get from people after watching one of my webinars or connecting with me is that they're like, you've just described my exact situation. Mm -hmm. And if you can describe someone's pains better than what they can do themselves, they'll almost always buy from you. Yeah, I love that. So let me let me dive into this concept a, a little bit deeper and I have more questions over here too. Let's Go say, for, for example, like my Boosting Your Financial IQ platform. I help business professionals with financial responsibility right? To understand the, the story behind the numbers, the language behind, you know, the, the numbers. And so they could go out there and they can build profitable, iconic businesses, right? It is yeah. financial literacy. So I would say, okay, my label for the ideal customer is a business professional with financial responsibility. When it comes to LinkedIn reach out in the ideal customer profile and the power one that you referred to earlier, is that too generic? Or are you saying, no, that, that's good. Business professional with financial responsibility. I could look for a PL leader. I could look for, you know, maybe it's a CEO or an entrepreneur or CFO. Where does that start to get too generic, too broad, and it's not going to be super effective? So there's a couple of different ways that you can target people, right? Like you can target by industry, you can target by job title, but you can also kind of target by income bracket as well. Okay. And so it depends who you depends who you're targeting there, there'll be a different kind of strategy depending on who you want. Uh, I'll give you an example of this. Uh, one of our clients is a financial advisor, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, how many financial advisors are there in, in just America alone? Probably I mean, a couple there's hundred over thousand, like 300,000, I think. Over 300,000, I believe. Perfect. So as a financial advisor, how do you stand out from everybody else? Right. It's almost impossible. Mm -hmm. So what we did was we dived a bit deeper into who's the kind of client that he wants, all right? So he's looking for middle to upper management earning 140,000 a year plus. Okay, so now we know, okay, that's cool. What sort of industries would have that? Then we make the list of those industries that would have that. Now we 
think about, okay, as a financial advisor, what is the thing that we can say to them that's going to get them initially opening up that conversation? Because that's what we wanted to do. We don't need to tell our entire story in the pickup line or in the about section. We need to open up the conversation. So what we came up with for him was that he helps uh, managers to free up between two to $10,000 per month in the next 90 days. Hmm. So now he can help them free up two to 10,000. Now he's got an extra two to 10,000 to help them invest into finances, but he's also getting paid in the front end for freeing up that money because even if he charges $5,000 to help them do that, and it's a $2,000 a month thing, at the end of the year, they've made $24,000 of a $5,000 investment. Mm -hmm. Where else are you gonna get that? Right, I like that. No, I, I think that's fine ROI. Yeah, that's smart. So reaching out, let's go back to reaching out to this ideal customer on LinkedIn. Yeah. You know, what's the balance there? Because I've had people do the bait and switch on me and this is like super annoying and maybe you have a different way of seeing this or maybe I'm missing something and maybe it is effective, but they'll reach out to me, for example, say, Hey, I love your podcast. You know, I, I love what you're doing with cultivar or whatever. They'll throw in a compliment. So they did a little bit of homework. You know, I like episode 32 where you talked with this person. You know, they'll probably do this with me. Oh, I love, you know, episode da, 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 where we talked to Matt Clark. You know, it's great. I love your podcast. I'd love to connect. And you're like, okay, cool. So you connect with them. And then right away, it's like, hey, I want to get into your like proverbial pants. Like, let's get married, right? It's like, hey, we connect. Now it's like, <laughs> hey, can we set up a 30 minute call? Here's this. And then they like, it's message after message after message. And it's a total turnoff. And I'm like, you, you connected with me in the beginning. You gave me these compliments just so then you could sell me. And that doesn't like bode yeah. well with me. What are your thoughts on that? And how can you avoid that? Or is that an effective strategy? Let's hear from you on that. It's definitely not an effective strategy. And exactly like what you've just said right now, it turns most people off. So for us, you know, the reason that people do that and, you know, from my experience and what I've seen, I mean, I've been in sales a long time, you know, I started off in door-to-door -door sales. We've built up a $6 million a year company knocking doors. So no marketing, no advertising is always about the sales process, right? And how do we shorten that time from point A to point B to, you know, hello to becoming a client. And how you shorten that time is not saying, hello, buy my stuff. Yeah. Right. So most people either don't know or don't respect the sales process. Okay. Because sales is all about uncovering the truth. And the only way to uncover the truth is to ask questions. So if you're connecting with somebody and immediately like throwing your offer at them, they're not going to care. They're going to be immediately turned off and they're never going to talk to you again. Sure. But if you go in and you're starting, like if someone sends you a message like that and, you know, they really sound caring on the front end and they continue to care the whole way through and ask questions and say, hey, you know, maybe there's, I really love what you do. See, maybe there's some synergy in what we do. Would you be open to jumping on a call and discussing opportunities? Maybe there's something that's good. Maybe not. Either way is fine. And it's going in without the intention of, I'm just going to go and sell this person. So your intention is everything as well. Yeah. Right. So what we like to do is get our clients to remember that it comes back to a thing I said earlier, building relationships is number one. Yep. To summarize, you're connecting with them. And then what would be the next like good follow-up? You're asking questions. Is that what you're saying? So I'd, I'd connect with you. Hey, Matt, loved your LinkedIn profile. Yeah. I love what you're doing with automation. Love to connect. We connect. I send you the next message. Hey, Matt, I was just wondering, what are your biggest pain points in your business? Like, is that a, a good next follow-up or is that kind of annoying where it's like, 
uh, I'm not here to, you know, play Q and a with you, right? Like how do, how do you follow up and like, what are the, the next steps or like uh, just a sequence overall? And then we're going to talk about automation and how you could do this with AI. Yeah, so there's a couple of different things that you can do, and it also depends on how cold or warm that audience is, right? So if it's a completely cold audience and you're reaching out to them and you've now connected, uh, the next thing is going to be, there's a couple of different options. And, you know, one of the things that that I like to do is if we're talking to somebody and I'm saying, hey, um, you know, uh, we've gone, if we've gone through that, we've connected, we've never met before, um, it'll be something along the lines of, you know, I'm... I want to give them something of value, right? Mm. And I want to say, like, here is something. And very often it'll be, would you be open to jumping on a 15-minute you know, call to get to know each other a little better, see if there's any synergies or not. If there is, great. If there isn't, great. And as a thank you for your time, by the way, there's going to be no pitch whatever. Uh, and as a thank you for your time, I'll give you our 60 Leads in 60 Days playbook as a thank you. Got it. Okay. That makes sense. I like that. You're adding value. Okay, now let's talk about how do you automate this? Are there opportunities to leverage AI? Because definitely, it sounds great to do the personalization thing, but most salespeople or entrepreneurs who are trying to build their business, who are trying to Fine. implement their strategies, they just don't have time. They don't have like the resources to do that. Hence the reason for the, the generic pushy type sales messages. Exactly. So we've got a tool that we use that combines automation and AI. So what we want to automate is the initial outreach and we want to automate, uh, you know, if we're running events, so invites to events, once you've started warming up your network, you know, there's a couple of things, uh, you know, commenting on other people's posts uh, and then inviting them to connect, uh, opening up those initial conversations. Now, once that conversation has been opened, you don't want to be sitting there typing, uh, you know, messages to everybody. Mm -hmm. So we actually have got an AI tool that plugs into it as well, where we've created all the frameworks, we've created all the prompts, where you can literally go and click a button and it'll write the message for you. So it goes a little bit deeper than just writing the message for you. First, it gets trained on how you speak. So it's as if you wrote it. Very often it writes better than, like we've done this before so many times and I'm like, this thing wrote better than what I could. Right. Uh, and more consistently, because for me, it's depending on how I feel in the day or how tired I am or whatever it is. Whereas here I can choose the right response that I want. So out of a list of a whole bunch of responses, I can choose the right one that I want and it'll write it for me. It'll actually go and read their profile. It'll understand the previous conversation that we've had and come up with the message that follows the conversation based on uh, how it's developed. So now, you know, instead of having to go and spend, I mean, we used to spend like two to three hours a day on LinkedIn doing all of the stuff before any of this was available. Now it's like 20 to 30 minutes a day. And that is time well spent. I love that. This is great. So getting started, if somebody wants to get started using LinkedIn, being more effective, what, what are like the first one, two, three steps that they can follow to begin personalizing their messages, personalizing their outreach? And I, and I guess this would be for either growing a business like sales efforts or just strengthening their network. You know, maybe they just want to connect with, you know, better peers, better individuals within their industry, and they don't have anything to pitch them. Like, what are the first steps to, to get going? So we've got a couple of ways that we use LinkedIn. So we use it to get direct clients. We use it to invite people to events and webinars that we run. We get speaking gigs from LinkedIn. Uh, we also find joint venture partners to promote us. We get on podcasts. 
we do a lot through LinkedIn. So remember to network. So, you know, I always like to say to people, don't just get stuck on, I need clients. Look yeah. at where are the opportunities. Okay. So that's the first thing. If we open our mind a little bit to that. So if we're looking at what are the, the steps that you need to take, number one is we've got to get that ideal client really dialed in and make sure that we're solving one big problem for one ideal client. We're focusing on the outcomes that a, a quantifiable, measurable outcome in a fixed time frame through a system or methodology that we can show them, right? We call this taking, because most people's profiles are written as a CV, right? Like mm -hmm. they're applying for a job. So rewrite your profile as a landing page, right? So you're going to have a sexy headline, you're going to have a sub headline, and it's going to walk them through how you get them from point A to point B. So how do you get them from pain to pleasure through your system or methodology? You want to be utilizing case studies, okay, video case studies on your page, right, and highlight them in uh, in a featured in the featured uh, uh, posts, right. That is absolutely critical. You want to be using your previous experience as another opportunity to dive deeper into what it is that you do. So, setting up your profile is number one. Now, if you're just starting out, and we've done this with people who are just starting out, we've done this with, you know, eight to nine figure companies where they've sent us 15 or 20 of their salespeople, and it works exactly the same, right? You obviously just get more scale if you've got 15 people running it for you. Sure. So the first step uh, I would say to get started is don't try go out and get clients immediately. Run the ask interviews right? So yeah. ask people, tell them you're busy doing market research for a book that you've got coming up or a webinar that you've got coming up or a something that you've got coming up. You're busy doing market research, even if it's a new offer or whatever it is. And you're looking for insights from people who are in the industry that you're looking for. And ask them to get on a 15-minute call with you and be very clear that you will not, it's not a sales call, you're not going to pitch it. And don't do a bait and switch either. Like be yeah. true to that word. Don't pitch it, okay? Nothing. Get on the call and find out about what are their pains, what is their, their, their fears keeping them up at night, what are their goals, what are their desires? And you say to them, as a thank you for your time, um, I will give you something of value to you as well, okay? And it's not a coaching session. It's not a consulting session. It's something you need to be able to give to them as like a PDF or a video or whatever it is that's going to be of value to them. Yeah. I would say that's the best place to start because typically what we find is that the weird thing happens, right? When you do these ask interviews and you don't make a pitch at the end, right? You've now essentially just done a discovery call with somebody. Yeah. So now you get to the end and, and you're like, okay, thank you for your time. That was like super valuable. Where can I send out this document for you? Um, and would you like me to follow up with anything else? And they're like, so can you help me solve this problem? Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. Typically we see like 50% of the people that you do these ask interviews with will turn around and say, well, so can you help me solve this problem? And then you land up picking clients, picking up clients as a result. I like that. Yep. That's great. No, and, and that's great. And this has been super helpful, Matt, uh, just to get started to understand LinkedIn better. And, and you have a lot of tips and insights. And for those of you who are listening, if you go to byfiq.com, which stands for boosting your financial IQ, go to the guest page. I'll have a guest page for Matt Clark. He'll have links. He'll have some resources for you to get started. So definitely connect with Matt there because he's going to have a, a ton of expertise in this area, especially if you want to step up your LinkedIn game. Matt, thank you so much for being on the show. Amazing. Thanks for having me on. Hope it was super valuable and uh, always open to 
answering questions and helping people raise their game at the Rainmaker, you know, with our Rainmaker system. That's what we're here to do. Make business growth simple. I love it. Cheers, everyone. Hey, real quick. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have business questions and you want to be featured on this podcast, send me an email at contact at cultivar.com and either type out your question or send a video or voice recording stating your name, your location, and what's on your mind. If you want to increase your financial intelligence, be sure to check out my other podcast called Boosting Your Financial IQ. All right, you have new knowledge. Go out there and execute. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.